Hey guys, Dr. Sugarman again. Thank you for everybody who's listening to the podcast so far. Hopefully you guys are learning uh, quite a bit. Uh, today I took a special request from Tia and this one is on water toxicity. So can pets, mostly this happens in dogs, but can pets uh, die from ingesting too much water? So the short answer to this is yes. Yes, they can. Okay. End of podcast. Done. Thank you guys for listening. No, I'm just kidding. So there's actually like a really complicated process as to how this works. So the probably the most common things that you guys will see, which isn't even that common, is that what can happen is like think about those really dumb labs um, who play fetch all the time and jump into the lakes and the streams and they're going after those balls or those uh, toys that you throw into the water and they fetch them and then they just grab like a whole mouthful of water and or squish the toy in their mouth and they're just gulping down tons of water at the same time right so they're just drinking tons and tons and tons of water while they're playing that's usually the most common thing that causes them to drink tons and tons of water when they're not really trying to. It just kind of happens. Which I'm going to go on a tangent for a second because I told you I'd do like fun stories and stuff as well at the same time. So I just wonder, so my lab, who's a Labrador retriever, right? They're supposed to retrieve. She doesn't retrieve. I don't know if that makes her a smart dog because she knows, like, am I going to go retrieve this thing just to bring it back just because you're just going to go you know, throw this back at me and then I'm just going to go grab it again? Or does that make her a dumb retriever because she doesn't know that that's her job? Kind of like Quinn, right? Like Quinn is a pointer. She doesn't know how to point. Somebody go try to get her to point. She doesn't know how to point. Anyways, the other thing that this kind of happens to is dogs who, like, you know those dogs who like who um, bite at sprinklers and stuff? Um, if anybody wants to see a funny funny video my ducks do this as well luckily they don't have that to worry about this because they have very specialized kidneys which we'll kind of get into in a minute but uh but the ones that that like you know bite at sprinklers and hoses and stuff like they're ingesting lots and lots of water when they're doing that so that's kind of how they're ingesting too much water so this is not actually it's not actually just that they're ingesting lots of water that's causing this it's actually causing something called hyponatremia what that means, hypo means too low, and natremia means sodium. So they're having low sodium in their body. Okay. And I'll get that to that in just a minute. So some of the things that you guys see is a lot of times you'll have somebody call in saying, you know, they're, a lot of times it'll just say that they're just really lethargic. So let's say uh, Chi goes out there and gets the history on them. This is going to be the most important thing for us as a veterinarian is the history. And I know like what will often happen for me is like Chi will put this into the history and this is going to be so, so important for me because by the time I get to that owner, they're going to already have thought that this was not an important thing. But at that time, it was super important. So the history will most likely be that they're going to tell Chi that they were playing in the lake, they were throwing the ball over and over and over for hours, and then afterwards they noticed that their dog was just really lethargic, their abdomen was kind of bloated, maybe they thought that um, they kind of looked like they were glazed over, 
or they seem like they were ataxic or wobbly, right? Ataxic is wobbly. Or maybe they thought that they saw the dog vomit afterwards or even regurgitate afterwards. And this could, this could even progress to having seizures or going into a coma afterwards. Um, and, and these are like not, like let's say they just said that they were just lethargic, kind of a bloated abdomen and potentially vomiting or retching. Like you're going to think bloat, right? That'll be your first kind of thought on that. So like I said, this isn't a common thing. This isn't going to be the first thing that pops in your mind. But by you putting in the history or telling the history of, you know, this dog going to the water was in the lake, catching a ball over and over in the lake. That's going to be my first concern for, well, bloat will still be my first concern. But my second concern after that is going to be wondering, is this dog have water toxicity? So this if that wasn't put in the history that the dog went to the lake or went to the water or the river, because also salmon poisoning is also another concern, right? But if that wasn't in the history that the dog had get, gone to the water, then I might just say, mm, your dog probably just was overheated. Maybe your dog ate something it wasn't supposed to. It's probably not a big deal. I'm probably just going to give Serenia and send the dog on its way if it looks fine. But that's actually not the right thing to do because once I've heard in the history that this dog was in the water gulping tons of water, the first thing I want to do is do blood work on this dog. So now let's kind of get into like the craziness of how all of this happens. So what usually happens is that the dog drinks tons and tons and tons of water, right? Now, the when that water is absorbed from the stomach into the bloodstream, the kidneys naturally will take all the water from the bloodstream and filter it out from the kidneys into the urine and then the dog just pees it out, right? But when it's overloaded, the kidneys are overloaded, it can't do that. So think about it as like a boat in an ocean, right? If you have a boat in an ocean and there's no holes in it, it's able to float. So you're able to paddle along and that's kind of like your kidneys able to paddle along. You can move through the ocean, no problem. But when you start getting holes in that that kidney or your kidneys overloaded with water, there's nothing that you can do or like there's just waves going into your boat, you're, you're going to start drowning. The boat is going to start sinking and it doesn't matter how many buckets of, of you know, water you're trying to throw out. If there's holes in that, that boat or there's waves coming into that boat it, there's there's nothing you can do you're you're unable to to fix that boat and your boat is going to sink so those that kidney is going to be overloaded with too much water it cannot get rid of enough water and so all of that water just kind of stays in the bloodstream well that water has to go somewhere because your vessels are only so big right and it wants to go somewhere where there's going to be a drive for it to go and water really likes sodium sodium is in the vessels but it's also in the cells so it's going to go to lots and lots of different cells because sodium is in every cell so you'll get swelling of cells you can get death of cells and the most important cells that we start to worry about is going to be brain cells so the water goes into the brain and the brain starts to swell and that's when you start seeing those weird neurological things like the dog becomes just really lethargic 
maybe you see it becoming just dull. Maybe you see anisocoria, right? So one pupil small, one pupil big. Maybe you see it become comatose, where like if you literally like grab your hands on the dog and shook it, it's not going to move. Maybe you see it have seizures. Um, those are all going to be kind of signs that this dog has brain swelling. And that's because of all that water being just flushed right into the brain because water can easily move across that, that membrane from the brain. And then, you know, as the, as that kidney is trying to like grab that bucket and try to like get as much water out as possible, like it's trying, it's trying to get all that water out, but it just, it just can't. And now all that water is going into all those cells and all of those cells are breaking down. And if, if we don't catch it in time, um, this is something that will kill the dog. So like I said, you know, Tia had asked before is, is this something that is life threatening? And it is a hundred percent life threatening. So what can we do about it if we figure this out? So, you know, she brought the dog in, she said, Hey, this dog has been in the lake. It's been jumping in, grabbing the water, swallowing it. We took an x-ray, you know, Maybe Megan took the x-ray, did the right lateral because we're worried about bloat, not bloat. You know, what's the next step? Maybe I talked to the owner and I'm like, hey, you know, I heard this dog's been swallowing a lot of water. I'm concerned maybe that this could be water toxicity. Let's do blood work on your dog. And we see that this dog has really, really low sodium. So then I'm now worried about, you know, water toxicity. You could have other electrolytes low as well. Like you can definitely have hypokalemia, so low potassium. You can have hypochloremia or low chlorine. You can have hypocalcemia or low calcium. All of those, even hypophosphatemia, all of those things can be low because the kidney is what drives all of those things um, out. But if it can't, if all of it's doing is just being diluted by water, all of those things can definitely be low. So now my job is we need to correct these things. We need to correct all of these electrolytes. But sodium is going to be one of the first things that we need to correct because, well, that and potassium. Potassium is going to be very life-threatening, but the sodium is also life-threatening because the sodium is what's going to cause that brain swelling, right? So we need to do a couple of things. Sodium is very difficult because it can be something that we have to either figure out if this is something we need to correct very slowly or we need to very correct very quickly. When this is something like the dog has jumped into the pool or the, the pond and you know it's something that happened within that day, luckily it's something we can correct very quickly. So typically for anything that's going to be like a brain swelling situation, um, we should always put these dogs in oxygen if possible. If it's like a giant dog, which some of these labs are gigantic, right? Think about like if Dogbert like had to go into oxygen, probably you know, might not happen. Maybe he's going to have to have a nasal cannula and that's fine. He just needs oxygen to help support his brain. Not because he's having a problem breathing necessarily. It's just good for the brain. The oxygen, the brain needs oxygen. So giving them extra oxygen is always good. If he's comatose, one of the other things is we want to prop their head up. So their whole body needs to be at a 30 degree angle, not just their head, because that's actually going to cause more pressure on their head. So their whole body needs to be up at a 30 degree angle. So that, that way we're kind of making his, the, the fluid from his brain kind of like go downwards. Like thinking about it, think about it as like 
we want the the fluid from his brain to go down to his to his bladder right like we want all of that stuff to drain and so we're kind of like promoting that to drain then the and then the so that's kind of like our big nursing care stuff so you know like let's say maybe Jenny is is doing our nursing care for that day like she's going to want to make sure to do those things and if the dog is comatose as well to also make sure to be like lubing the eyes like every couple of hours because we don't know how bad this dog is like this could be like really bad and luckily if we can get this corrected pretty quickly the dog has a really good chance of survival and not having any complications from this but um, you know doing those big basic those big things is going to really help this dog and then the next big thing that I have to do is correct that sodium very quickly like I said so this usually means that we're not going to use just regular fluids we're going to use usually the 0.9% sodium chloride so that's saline that's what saline is is sodium chloride there are like if I need to correct this very slowly then I'm probably going to be using the D5W is what it's called or the dextrose with 0.45% saline or 0.45% sodium chloride it just means that we have a half percent saline or just like a lower percent of the saline versus the 0.9% saline just means we have more saline in there or more sodium chloride so I need more sodium so with these dogs that I'm going to change that want to change that sodium quickly we need more sodium in there so the weird thing is like I am giving more fluids right like I'm putting more fluids in the stock but really the main thing is I'm giving more sodium in there the other thing too is like if we are worried about the dog having things like um, you know brain swelling I'm gonna give mannitol as well which which is gonna have big big molecules that'll help drive a lot of that that fluid out of the brain so like that's kind of what mannitol is they're just really big molecules to help the fluid come out of the brain and into the bloodstream so that they'll help pee it out and then the third thing is we're gonna give a diuretic or basically we're gonna give Lasix which is gonna tell the body to become dehydrated so we want to give all of these things even sometimes in conjunction you know sometimes we don't want to give fluids with mannitol because we want to try to help decrease all the fluid but sometimes in these situations especially we're giving all three of these things at the same time because we need to drink we need to make all three of these things happen all together so we're trying to you know we're trying to get all as much water out of this dog as possible we're trying to decrease the brain swelling if we're at that point and then we're also trying to give back as much sodium as possible so then the other big thing for nursing care so for Jenny is we're going to need to be able to you know she's going to need to draw these electrolytes constantly or FMPs constantly we're going to be doing this like probably every two to four hours because we need to make sure that we are we are addressing the sodium appropriately and that we are doing things quickly and not overshooting it as well because now if we overshoot it now we're gonna have a problem too but also we have to make sure we've addressed all the other electrolytes as well you know maybe we're having to like quickly add in more potassium or maybe we're having to quickly add in more phosphate like these guys are really critical because we're having to like quickly make a lot of adjustments so it these these do take a lot to a lot of critical care management and a lot of nursing care management so a lot of times there's just like one person on them almost all the time luckily like I said these aren't a very common thing but when they when they come in they're they're pretty um, pretty labor-intensive um, so you know 
that's kind of like the big things for like the water toxicity as far as those guys go. There are some other weird things that cause a sort of like water toxicity as well. Think about those people who say that they, they're like my puppy, little puppies, like little tiny puppies. Like think about like little, let's say three week old puppies that like parvo puppies and stuff like that. They're like, well, my puppy isn't drinking and so I'm syringe feeding it. If you don't know the correct amount to syringe feed a puppy, you can cause this as well. You can cause this water toxicity. Um, they actually found out about water toxicity because of people. In people, in child abuse cases, they had some people who were forcing kids to drink water. Like there was one case of like a kid who was um, supposed to have surgery or after surgery, they were supposed to drink a lot of water and lied about not drinking enough water. And so like the dad like force fed the kid a bunch of water and then this kid went into a coma afterwards and so they kind of like learned about these things because of these kids having these weird things that kept happening to them so kids puppies kittens they don't their kidneys don't know how to work correctly yet and they don't know how to excrete enough water yet so if you have a puppy or kitten and the people are trying to like force feed it lots of water that it doesn't know how to excrete that much water yet so sometimes i tell people like they try not to like force feed them tons of water like or give them or I'll give them a calculation about how much water they can give them because they might be giving them too much and they might be you know they might cause these water toxicities and have the same problem we have these kittens that come in and they're like you know sometimes we don't know what happens and we just have to kind of call them you know just a failure to thrive but these could absolutely be water intoxications because they're just force feeding them too much water and we can't get enough blood even to be able to test their sodium to see if they've if they do have hyponatremia another weird thing i've only seen this one time is there's this weird symptom um called a syndrome uh, what it's called sorry it is syndrome of inappropriate adh secretion all right so what this means is there's this hormone in your brain. It's called vasopressin or ADH basically. And it tells your body like whether you need to retain more fluid or not. So it tells your kidney to either like, you know, bail more, more fluid out of your boat or out of your kidney or to keep more fluid. So if you're really, if you're really dehydrated, you've been like, you know, to the gorge and you're, you've been drinking all day and you're really dehydrated, your ADH is going to be like, Hey, I am real dehydrated. You need water right now. So, you know, it tells your body you're thirsty and you're going to drink more water versus in certain dogs. Uh, this can be dogs who have some sort of weird disease. There, there's just like this weird syndrome that just happens or dogs who have brain tumors um, that they will think that they are thirsty and they're not. They're just drink and drink and drink and drink and drink for no reason. Like if you just put, if you put a whole pool in front of them, they will just drink the whole pool of water because they don't know to stop drinking. 
um certain medications and like other weird things can cause this, this as well but they're just not really well known but in these dogs like the only thing you can do is actually like take away water from them like it's you, you literally just take away their water that's the only thing that you can do i've only like i said i've only seen this once and and these dogs they're a little bit hard because if somebody like the one dog that I saw it in if it was somebody who had been watching the dog they like were petting the dog and didn't know that the dog couldn't have like that much water and left the toilet bowl open and the dog just like drank and drank and drank the whole toilet bowl and this is a small dog it was like a Boston and it came in comatose and unfortunately ended up dying because we couldn't get we couldn't get him regulated enough to be able to stop his symptoms um, and those are hard because they're very hard to be able to diagnose you have to have special testing to be able to do them and again they're, they're really really rare for when those type of things happen all right well hopefully uh that was an interesting one i had thank you t i had to do a lot of research for that because uh it's i had to remember all the adh receptors and stuff so it was quite fun and I hope you guys enjoy this and let me know if you have any questions or if you have any suggestions. Like I said, if you have any suggestions for podcasts or anything, let me know. Literally, this is for you guys. Anything you want, let me know. And I hope you guys have a good day.